muggle fuckers, wizards, and witches alike. Welcome to an esoteric dive, an exoteric dive into the esoteric. Sorry, I'm having a snack. Um, topic of the first and show tonight, show of tonight is September being conspiracy month. I thought it'd be a fun idea to make conspir- uh, September into a global conspiracy month, or at the very least, a national conspiracy month. It should certainly be a national conspiracy month for America. And I've been practicing this since one. You know, um, I was initiated with September 11th. You know, I've always been interested in Bigfoot, UFOs, stuff like that. But September 11th, it's really what dosed me and woke me up, got me questioning things. And ever since that day, when September rolls around, I dedicate September 11th to sitting down with a bunch of snacks, a bunch of really good food, and just watching the dankest conspiracy videos I can find about 9-11. It never lets me down as one of my favorite holidays. And... um Oh yeah, what's your 9/11 conspiracy? Drop your ni- your best 9/11 conspiracies in the comments. Of course, we're all familiar with loose change. Loose change really woke me up. That was amazing. And there was a debate on Democracy Now between the guy who made Loose Change and some skeptics from some institution. <laughs> and that was really interesting to see. That was amazing. I don't think we're ever going to get anything like that on Democracy Now! again. But um, so many interesting areas. I have no notes prepared for this show. So we're just winging it. Um, and I'd love to hear what you guys would like to hear about during September, Conspiracy Month. <laughs> What's up, Vin? What's up, brother? What's up, man? How are you? Bye. Nice to meet you. Doing good, man. I played a show tonight in Kerrville. We had a good night. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's awesome, bro. I wanted to yeah, ask dude. you though, what is your what's what is your thoughts on what happened on nine eleven? Okay, so um man. Well if you look at what happened. All the jets in America that were supposed to be defending us were flown way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere for some training mission. And then somehow or another, three jet, three um, commercial jets were hijacked. Um, was it four? It was four of them, wasn't it? It was four of them. Yeah, it was four. four. Yeah, two, two, two in New York, one in, uh, one in Shanksville, and then the one in the Pentagon. Uh-huh. There were a lot more, though, that were um, supposed to be hijacked, though. Really? What do you know about that? I've, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, so the the operation had a lot more planes that were supposed to be hijacked. Actually, mm-hmm. after September 11th, uh, the FAA shut down all planes. I think they resumed commercial flights on September 13th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple incidents of uh, some Middle Eastern-looking men um, trying to hijack a few planes. But I think there was a famous incident. I think the plane was leaving Cleveland, I think it was. 
and they were, I think it was on its way to New York, and they were pissed off because the plane wasn't leaving on time, and they were sitting in first class, and it was pretty obvious that something was going on, and the flight attendant uh, was, a couple of the flight attendants were suspicious, and then they, there was something on the plane where they had to evacuate everybody off the plane. And these guys, just by the time the police came, these guys disappeared into the crowd and they were never what heard of the again. Fuck. And this was, dude, this was an, what yeah, this was an FBI. Fuck. This is in a redacted oh FBI report that was unsealed. Yeah. Holy shit. When was it unsealed? Uh, it was like declassified, I think, in 2016, I believe. I can't remember okay. exactly when. My yeah. dude, congratulations, dude. I've never heard of that shit before. I can't believe you, you just there was, leveled yeah, me there up, were man. Multiple, there were multiple incidents like that. I think this is my thing on 9-11. I think too many people get caught up in, oh, there were no planes or, oh, there, like, there were planes. Stop fucking around. There were right. planes. There were hijackings. All that stuff happened. What, 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 where the real story is, is who are these guys? Who the fuck are these guys who hijack these planes? Like, one of my favorite things to look into is um, one of the, the guy who was allegedly, because I don't think he actually was, but allegedly the pilot in Shanksville, uh, the one that crashed in Shanksville. So his name was Ziad Jara. He was a Lebanese guy. And his story is very fucking interesting because so he grows up in Lebanon. He's not a religious guy. He comes from a very kind of secular, just not very religious family. Uh, and he's like a guy's, you know, he's a he parties, he has girlfriends, he drinks, he does all the, you know, he's whatever. He's not a religious guy. And he's a man. Yeah. He's, and he's in grown up in Lebanon and then, he goes to a uh, university in Germany in Hamburg. And that's where the Hamburg cell is with Mohammed Atta and uh, Marwan Al-Shehi and a few other guys, um, right. the main kind of players in 9-11. And he's dating this Turkish chick. And all of a sudden, he allegedly changes into this, you know, extremist or whatever. And it's like happens uh-huh. overnight. But the interesting thing is, That'll do it. But Hot yeah, but the interesting thing is, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, women, man, it's fucking crazy. No, I'm just playing. But the interesting thing is, they track this guy, and these, these intelligence, these, some of the reports that come out is that this guy never hangs out with the hijackers. He's always throughout the, until the day of September 11th, he never lives with them. He's always, you know, a few houses down. A different floor in a hotel. He never stays with them. He's always alone. And what's what comes out later is that three of his family members were exposed to be intelligence operatives for Israel, for uh, I believe Germany, and I forgot another country as well. Uh, oh well, I think uh, I think it was Jordan, but mainly Israel. So. These guys are followed by intelligence agencies the whole time. Everybody knows if you're in the conspiracy thing, everybody knows about the dancing Israelis and all that kind of stuff. And Saudi Arabia that was following these guys and all that kind of stuff. But the interesting thing with Ziad Jara is 
if you uh, there was the there the, there's no the guy known as a twentieth hijacker. He had his uh, court case. Uh, I think twenty sometime in like twenty oh nine twenty ten something like that, and and they had to unseal a lot of the documents involved in uh, the case in nine eleven and they released the black box audio of the plane in Shanksville. And this is the plane that Zia Jura is allegedly the pilot of. But all you hear on the recording is the hijackers are screaming at the pilot, telling him to like shake the plane because the passengers are trying to, you know, whatever, take control of the plane. And they're screaming, Saeed, Saeed, up, down, up, down. And they're trying to like shake the plane. The guy's name's not Saeed, his name is Ziad. And Saeed was one of the guys who was the quote-unquote muscle hijackers on the plane. And he's one of the only guys who spoke English. So the conspiracy is that this guy wasn't on the plane. And the interesting thing is, I'll blow your mind right now, is um, there was a, there was a, there was a front, front company called Urban Moving Systems, which was uh, later exposed as an intelligence operation by the Israelis, and they were following the hijackers throughout the country. And they found that this, um, there was a couple employees of this company who were driving to Shanksville, the, the, I think the day of September 11th. And they were coming back, I think the next day, from Shanksville back to New York, where the company was situated. The interesting thing is, when they were the, when the investigators looked at the crash, the one I think the only passport they yes. found was Yajara's um, passport, right? Yeah, his passport, and it's like mm-hmm. slightly burnt at the edge, but and it's like ripped up, but conveniently it shows his name and his picture and everything. It's like somebody fucked with it and threw it there. And these guys, these um, yeah. uh, intelligence operatives, were later exposed to be were coming back to, uh, and they were pulled over by the police. And the police are like, yo, what are you, what are you, what are you guys, where are you guys going? And they're like, oh, we were just doing a move. And they're like, you were doing a move to Shanksville? And they're like, yeah. And they're, and the police are like, okay, can we call your boss? And they get the phone number of the boss and they call the guy. And the, the boss of every moving systems. And they're like, yo, so I got your employees here. And they are doing a move to Shanksville. Is this accurate? And the guy says, uh, no, that's very strange. And they're like, why do you say that? And he said, well, due to the events of today or yesterday or whatever, uh, we've ceased all operations for the moment. And they're like, the police are like, what the fuck? And these guys got arrested, but later got released conveniently and whatever. So I thought that was wild because I'm thinking this guy wasn't on the plane and maybe did a last second uh, switch because he was probably a mole, an intelligence mole, and then got caught wind of everything and the last second tried to escape and then they probably killed him. They had to kill him or something or maybe he's alive to this day I don't know but yeah some wild shit Um, you blew my mind on that one I did not know so instead of creating a shell company to use they just hijacked the identity of an existing company and did that 
That's fucking amazing. I think uh, it was. I, a, I think it was an existing company. I know a shell company. I think they just made the company. Like they actually okay. did for people, but it was an intelligence front because there was okay. interviews with employees that weren't Israeli and didn't speak Hebrew, and they were like, "Yo, these guys are always there's like some Eastern Europeans that are working there. Like these guys always meet in the back room, and we don't know yeah. what the fuck they're saying, but they're always meeting, and it's weird." But the employees are like, whatever, I don't know what's going on. And that always was the case. And it's like, okay. And then obviously the company conveniently disbands after 9-11. It's over. And wow. it's just gone. And then we and never like, talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, we never talk about it again. Never. Uh, these guys what got the interrogated fuck? by the FBI because they were yeah. caught celebrating 9-11. And they said, we're, we're one of you. We're one of you guys. We're with you. And then they were right. caught with multiple passports and a bunch of cash. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then they were, in, they were later interviewed on Israeli TV. They were interviewed. And that was interesting. Apparently they were like part of some art student scam. Uh, where they were no, like, the, um, yeah, the art students thing I think was different, but they were part of the, uh, they were the moving company. They were, those guys were just with the moving company. So they, it's crazy because there's if you really dig in these guys were they actually threw a house party the day before 9-11 or a couple days before celebrating the fact that it was going to happen and this is this is an fbi do, uh, document it's not bullshit it's, it's you know, recorded fbi shit uh obviously there's, there's a, it's redacted files but it's all there and they were they had a huge house party you know as people do on a random tuesday or whatever <laughs> it's like and uh, they were celebrating the fact that it was going to go down. And then they were actually, yeah, they were situated on the roof of this apartment building like an hour before the first plane hit the towers. And yeah, and they were caught celebrating and everything. So yeah. And then what wow. do the police do? They interrogate them and all that shit. And fucking Alan Dershowitz. And I believe it was... What's Alan that senator's? What's the senator's Alan Dershowitz, name? The lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, the lawyer for the Clinton family and Donald Trump. Right. He and he Jeffrey bailed, Epstein. He, intimately connected he with Jeffrey with, Epstein. Yeah, exactly. He's kind with Jeffrey Epstein. He, along with Chuck Schumer, um, who's yeah, the, you know, the senator, senator, mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. whatever. He's the one that they're the two that bailed those guys out, and they just got hit on visa violations and they were just deported back to Israel. That's all that happened to them. And the crazy thing is the main guy who was leading the uh, urban moving systems got married the following year. Guess what day he got married? September 11, 2002. Yep. What a fucking asshole. Wow. Black in the face. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're that, they're that belligerent about it. Um, so I noticed you, you mentioned that loose change is garbage. So what is your criticism of loose change? Yeah, my criticism of it is it's a good movie to kind of get into what, you know, like at least question the official narrative. But the problem with it is there's just too much, um, there's a lot of factual errors of like, oh, you know, the pilot, there's no way the pilots, uh, uh, the hijackers could do what they did or, oh, um, focusing on. I don't focus on the physics of 9-11. Yeah, I believe, yeah, there's probably bombs in the buildings, whatever. I think it misses the entire story 
which is the intelligence operatives, Saudi Arabia, Israel, uh, CIA, NSA. That's the real story. Not like, mm-hmm. I don't know, some weird physics shit or um, the hijackers possibly weren't real or nothing hit the pen. That's the thing that gets me annoying is, yeah, was there was a plane that hit the Pentagon. It actually, there actually was a plane. There's eyewitnesses. There's DNA yeah. evidence. Like that yeah. actually the, happened. And then the the, the, the weird thing about it is that there's no video evidence of it. The strange thing is, is that we have very little evidence. And even the local right. uh, surveillance from local gas stations was taken and collected. And then we've never seen it since. I think they did that on purpose because they want people to talk about shit like oh there wasn't a plane that hit it and i think that's a psyop multiple reasons yeah yeah i think think, like i think there like there there was a plane it did hit the pentagon the guy actually took like five circles around dc to get it to to, like get the right angle he was a fucking terrible pilot and he took like uh there was reports that people saw the plane circling uh, the, and they have they have no anti aircraft like no anti aircraft missiles at the Pentagon I guess not yeah, a see, rocket launcher out there not a rocket launcher nothing <laughs> right see that that's the type of shit I'd rather discuss is like why does Dick Cheney not shoot the plane down or whatever like he just and it happened to yeah, fly right in right into the room or all the evidence of the missing um, Pentagon budget money just happened to to blow up along with the people involved in investigating the missing um is like two trillion dollars from the pentagon you know which is like nothing yes yeah, yeah I, I heard about that as well I, I don't know if that's the like the, if the like i don't maybe you're right about that i don't know about i just don't know about that but what i do know is that um it was God, obvious money, they, they they wanted the pentagon to get hit because that's that's the act of war Right before it's just terrorism, it's the Pentagon. Okay. That's war. You're hitting the military. So yeah, of course they wanted it to get hit. Then it's like, yeah, we can do whatever the fuck we want after. So, I think, and I think it's like the, you gotta the intelligence agencies are like that's the real fucking story. How does the CIA allow uh, the two guys from from Saudi, uh, what's his name, Khalid Al Midhar, and I forgot the other guy's name. To go to California and, like, they know they're there after they saw them at a Malaysia summit meeting. And, yeah, they just conveniently escape your radar. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. You expect me to the fucking CIA? Lost track of these guys. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Okay. No, like, it's clear. At some point, you can say incompetence, but at some point, it's like, yeah, this is a bit more than incompetence. I think it's a little bit more than that. There's people that wanted this shit to happen. Never write off as stupidity what could possibly be psychopathy, is what I say. Never write off psychopathy as stupidity, is is my motto. Exactly. They love to to play stupid. Don't ever let them play stupid. And um, so I think we've hit on 9-11 a lot. This is definitely something I'm going to make like a full show on. I was wondering if there might be – and I got my notepad ready now too. Um, So – I was wondering if there might be any other topics that you would like to go over um, in September, Conspiracy Month, after 9-11. I think leading up to 9-11, we'll do 9-11. I plan on doing 9-11 stuff every day leading up to 9-11, and then after that, we'll get into some other things, maybe. 
I would. Uh, but, uh, I think the. I think the the thing that isn't talked about enough is the anthrax attacks. I think that was later in September, right? Was that in September oh, yeah. or was that in October? That was really weird. There was a lot of very strange stuff involved with that. That's a good point. Right, right. I think that's a that's a good one to discuss. I see somebody else in the queue, so I'll hop off. But appreciate you. Right, I I invited you up as a speaker. You can take it if you want. I don't know if you got it or not, but right on. Either way. Sure. Yeah. I'll nice meeting you, my dude. All right. What's up, Kitty? Hey, um, my name's actually pretty stupid, and I'm really embarrassed that it got shortened to pretty because it sounds like I'm calling myself pretty. <laughs> it's even I'm stupider. Like, it's even stupider. Congratulations. It is, it is. I just proved my own name. But Katie, whenever I call into Katie Halpert's show, I feel like she's judging me for calling me pretty. <laughs> I'm like, no. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I can't change it now. I can't figure it out. Um. Yeah. Thanks for starting this show. That's that's awesome. I was I just like can't believe that you were able to put something together so quickly based on like a chat but yeah you... well this is actually in works for a while so i had the show already kind of set up this is actually the first episode though so this is the very oh, nice. first time i've gotten people together to make an episode i figured why not for september kick off september so yeah kind of like what kind the... of topic yeah what kind of topics um... would you like us to delve into well, like I said, I'm kind of new to the whole tinfoil hat thing. I used to listen to a show on Patreon that, that was two really, really conspiracy-minded people. I can't remember the name of the show. It had, like, Liz Franz, Fransek and um, that guy, I forget, Brady or something, Brayden. I don't remember. Um, okay. But they were the, – the guy had actually, like – gone to fight in Syria at some point and, and like I think on behalf of the one of the maybe the the, the Kurds or something um, so yeah. you know he was but he he was just like uh, but she was actually really tinfoil hatty and she I liked listening to her her theories she would get really excited um, and I've seen her on some other shows but um, so I'm new to I'm new to like just being open-minded about the whole thing <laughs> so I have to excuse right. how I have not seen loose change um but I like I literally didn't even I didn't even really think about JFK until maybe you know starting maybe three months ago I, I forget wow. um yeah like I you know I knew something was up and I knew that some people think there's something up with the story but I kind of didn't care enough to um look into it because I'm like you know a millennial yeah. and I wasn't you know I wasn't born yet when it happened and I wasn't I wasn't even I'm not from this country so I'm just kind of like I don't everything that happened before I came I'm always a little bit like it's in the cloud somewhere like I don't really have a context for it so um but I I know that that the idea of conspiracy theories like how casually it just gets um imprinted on us that we have to just dismiss them right offhand without even really entertaining them or, or just you know hearing them out. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I was closed minded, but I was a bit lazy. I was always just a bit like, oh, I don't know about that. Like I've heard some things, you know, but I don't know about that. So, um, no, anyways, yeah. Intellectually honest of you. Yeah. I'm honestly like, ah, I don't have conviction about anything. So I wouldn't like, I wouldn't have said one way or another, whether it was another shooter or not, or I was just kind of like, yeah, I've heard that, you know, it could have been more than one person or it might've been CIA or whatever, but I just didn't think about it. And I didn't think about that. And once I like opened that whole 
can of worms. Like once I was willing to entertain it and think it through and like, you know, just hear out what, what was going on around then and why he may have been unpopular with, you know, the deep state and stuff. It was really obvious to me <laughs> what, um, was it uh, Oliver Stone documentary? And oh, I saw that, I saw that one documentary called um, Everything is a Rich Man's Game or something. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, that is so, a classic. That is a classic. Yeah, classic. I don't know how it showed up on my YouTube. You know, so the algorithm, everyone's you know saying algorithm this and that, and like I don't know. My sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it shows me things that it probably shouldn't. But you know, once I watched yeah. that, I was convinced. It didn't take much. I was like, oh yeah, it was CIA, yeah, and George H W Bush for sure. All war is a racket. It is, like yeah, that. and and um. I mean, 9-11, so the weird thing is, I wasn't, like, I was here in the States when 9-11 happened, but I didn't have a TV at the time, so I actually didn't see the footage until a year later. Mm-hmm. So, so in a way, it was like I was in a some kind of time capsule, so everyone else was going crazy and just kind of, like, you know, shaken to the core, and I was just kind of like, what happened? I didn't even know, right. like... I couldn't conceptualize it, and I think seeing right. photos of it was different than seeing footage of it. Yeah. And sure. um yeah, and then so a year later on the anniversary they replayed, you know, they were and I heard people told me that they were nonstop playing around the time nine eleven happened, like on in two thousand one, they were nonstop playing it on TV and just kinda really traumatizing people on purpose, you know, just kind of gr- gratuitously replaying it. Um so I kinda missed out on that whole thing so whatever you know psyops they were trying to do with that i missed it so i feel like um like in a way sorry yeah exactly like oops i've missed sort of the biggest events that should have happened but in a way i mean i i've been hearing more and more theories about that nothing about them sounds preposterous like um the one i wanted to bring up since vin was talking about uh the, the you know the other conspiracies with the 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 hijackers and stuff. I heard one the other day on Sean Stone's um, vlog or whatever his show on Rockfin. He was interviewing a guy that was actually across the water in um, I think Jersey City or something. I don't really know New York area that well, but he he could see he was in school. He was a kid in school. His school looked out over the river and could see New York, and so he actually saw the second plane hit. And uh, he ended up, you know, getting obsessed with it and kind of going down this like 20 years of research since he was since he was really young. And one theory that he brought up was that it, it, it could have been drones. Like, I mean, like uh, autopiloted planes that yeah, makes the way. Yeah, he said the way it looked just to him as like a 13 year old kid, it didn't look like uh, someone was flying a plane. It looked like they were flown into the building, not like with people like it wasn't. Dr- driven, I don't know, flown by someone inside the plane. It looked like yeah, a... certainly not normal to see a plane like that pull that kind of maneuver off. Um, this very, very uh, pretty intense maneuver that he pulled. <laughs> yeah, he said it was something like a thousand and one. Like uh, experienced pilots who saw that, it's like it, they would have missed the most likely. Like it would have been really, it was a, an impossible sort of yeah maneuver. There's a I... yeah, there's reason to believe they were. Um... Uh, remote control that's certainly a possibility there's a video i just posted it's this guy it's very kind of weird because he claims to have forgot 
like uploaded the video. First, he claimed he uploaded the video on YouTube, uh, like two years after 9/11. And I'm like, dude, YouTube didn't exist in 2003. What is he talking about? Mm. And he said he said he claimed he uploaded it, but forgot to take it off private or something. And then he changed his story. And he's like a ex-military guy, so there's a lot of fishy stuff. But I don't know too much about the guy. But he posted a new video of him recording. He's like on the Hudson River, I think, and he gets a clear, clear shot of the second plane hitting. I just posted it. It's kind of wild. It only released like a few months ago. I think earlier this year. But yeah. So I just dropped that in the chat. Yeah, I have to check that Absolutely. out. So, what else would you guys like to add to the list of conspiracy topics? I'm gonna throw fluoride on there right now. Fluoride is, I think, is an important one. Yeah, fluoride is one I had also kind of dismissed. You know, I think one of the things is that it's really important where you hear the thing first. If it's from like you know a kooky person that you know <laughs> who's yeah. just kind of yeah. you know got messy hair, it just you doesn't land <laughs> the same way. Attacked. I feel personally attacked with that message. I know. <laughs> that was that was meant to hurt you, but yeah, it was like I I can think where I heard these things first, and it's always kind of somebody, you know, a little Polo out there. Yeah. yeah, literally. Looking past you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This lady I knew, um, I had a dance class with her, and she was a really nice lady, but she just kind of you know really, um, yeah. I hate to say cross-eyed, but kind of gave that vibe. Like her eyes weren't literally crossed. It was something like a little bit. Right. Something wrong with her eyes. Something ain't right. Yeah. The What's that guy the on? Revealing is something. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, she reminded me of like Ralph from The Simpsons. That kid. And I was always friends with those kids as a, as a, as a child. I was always friends with those kids because yeah. I was you know a big loser. But like they're I just. Fun. No, they're fun. I, my mom taught special ed. And so I would totally hang out with those kids. And <laughs> yeah, they're a lot of fun sometimes. You know, they're, I just love their perspective on some things. Like I had one kid and he was like obsessed with Janis Joplin. And he just knew huh. a lot of support. Back. He's, like, He's an amazing kid, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's a, yeah. that's that's interesting for a boy. How old? What was it? What I don't know how old you are, but was it around it was high the time? School, it was high school. It was high school. Yeah. So Janis Joplin was like long dead. Yeah, long yeah, live the nerds. Know, that was long live the losers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're always right about everything. It's just uh, I I don't know why. Like I actually um on um Ben Norton on Multipolarista, he's been doing this uh kind of episodes on. American Exception, the guy that wrote American Exception, Aaron Good, and I was reading, I bought his book after uh, seeing him on Multipolarista, and I, I'm only at the beginning of it, but he talks at the beginning of the book about the conspiracy theory conspiracy, so basically like purposely making conspiracy theories and theorists out yes. to be you know, just wackos, and how it's like a concerted effort to just, you know, the way they kind of casually slip this into um, pop culture, like, you know, Sasquatch and all that. And so you just kind of learn that, yeah, you know, you got these weirdos out there who are really, you know, they got some kind of fetish with <laughs> Sasquatch or, or, or like JFK or whatever. And it's just like, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Like a good example of this is um, like the whole, 
Yeah, Cointel Pro, like the whole Pizzagate thing, for example. So that was like a oh, wild yeah. thing on the right. Everybody mm-hmm. was talking about Hillary Clinton is a child molester and pedof- the child pedophilia, all this kind of shit. Meanwhile, this is like when the Epstein thing is going on, but nobody's talking about Epstein. Yeah. And they're focused on this Pizzagate thing, which sounds outrageous to the, like ridiculous to the average person. So when the Epstein thing starts coming out, Nobody really pays attention to it because they dismiss that in the same kind of boat of mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, it's just these pizza gay people again and whatever, which is which is ir- ironic because the, like, yeah, the the child trafficking thing with Epstein is like very it's disgusting. It's terrible. It's sad, but it's, it's not the real story. It's, a, it's, it's not the real story. Right, right. The real story with Epstein is the the intelligence mm-hmm. and the honeypot stuff that's the real stories like blackmailing politicians and putting them in these situations and then you they just become a slave to you basically so yeah th- like that's think, the real story and i think he wasn't the, the was first. an essential figure in desert storm as well um and a, a bunch of people that are involved in the ukraine crisis today Wow, he, he so was it's all the same in Desert Storm. That's interesting. I never heard about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, Whitney Whitney Webb is has just finished a uh, book. A book. I think it's two volume book about that. And yeah. And in, on her show, the blackmail. Exactly. Yeah. And on her show on Rockfin, she um she talks about like. Yeah, she mentioned some event that was so far back, and I thought, Jesus Christ, how old was Jeffrey Epstein? It seemed like it was in the early '80s or maybe even late. I don't oh, know. It was something. Iran Contra. It was the Iran Contra crisis. Yeah. I Iran Contra. Okay. Yeah, that makes because yeah, she was talking about the 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 airline carriers, the sort of private smaller airline carriers that were doing uh, the the drugs from the Contras and I mean, doing the flights to Central and South America and all that. Um, But it sounded like Epstein was active even back then. So he must have gotten started. So that's actually, that's another topic you have to spend. I apologize. Yeah. Thank you for correcting my, my misinformation there. Um, It was not desert storm. It was the Iran Contra affair. That right. Jeffrey Epstein was a central figure in. So yeah, I, I misspoke a little bit there. So thanks for catching me, girl. Good catch. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot of things, right? Like I'm sure all that stuff bleeds into each it's other. It's a lot of information. It, it really is very information dense material. And Whitney it, Webb is brilliant. Thank you for bringing her up. And the two yeah. new books she wrote, I am so excited to read those books. We might do like a book club here on this channel. Um, going. Yeah, going over Whitney Webb's new books, I think that would be super sweet. That would be and... nice. Um, can I can I make one other? Or I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't yeah, know. no, you're good. Go for it. Um, the other person that has really, I mean, she's even for me. I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, stop just kind of having that knee jerk reaction, like, oh, that's nuts. That's too far for me, you know. But, but. The one person I'm still sometimes like I'm I'm with it and like ninety percent in and then she says something where I'm like, Well, come on, it can't be that <laughs> you know, is um yeah. Catherine Catherine Austin Fitz. She she's okay. talk about like follow the money. She literally like professionally followed the money for, for decades and and when she talks about like the amount of underground like DARPA money that was stolen from HUD and from all these other mm-hmm. um 
organizations and how she got fired for 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 finding it for figuring out that it was missing and trying to trying to you know track it down to where you know where exactly it went um and and you know DARPA has connections to Ghislaine Maxwell right so yes wasn't wasn't it or was it what's the other one That's... Robert Maxwell her father yeah well. yeah what yeah, but he was, in, he was involved with the Mossad yeah yeah just like Epstein um but then the whole like Gillen being in charge of DARPA and was this Terra or Lun? Well, I don't know. Oh, the Ocean Mar project, the Terra Mar project. Yeah, that whole thing. Like this thing, everything's <laughs> connected. I'm like, I don't know how you, yeah, how she you would. But, but... She had a submarine, dude. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, what and it makes fuck? me, it makes me wonder. Like Peter Thiel was trying to do that water project too. Like with the um, what's it called? He, he was building like a or he was trying to build like a offshore kind of community of just ultra billionaire kind of, mm-hmm. you know, place like they and the kind of place they could go and live. And it sounds to me, I mean, once the pandemic hit, it's like, oh, you mean in case of a pandemic, you know, like, and this was years ago. So oh, yeah. long, long before COVID. And I don't know if that's connected to, um, to that Terra thing, but I know that he collects underground bases to the list right now. Underground bases is going on the list. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the things that Catherine Austin Fitz said that I was like, come on, it can't be that she was saying the amount of money that got stolen from the, from the, um, the treasury, the U S treasury or the fed or whatever. She was saying it was like trillions. And when she was trying to suppose like what, how could you possibly, use that amount of money or make it disappear and one of her theories was that it's like basically a subterranean kind of place like a like a second earth or a second you know almost like a call it like a moon colony or a, a mars colony but on earth somewhere and she was like the amounts of money that have gone missing are just like way too much to be you know just spent casually by people pocketing it and and that's when i you know when she started talking about you know, subterranean, and I think she mentioned alien stuff. I kind of was like, oh, come on, it can't be that. That's too much. But a part of me is trying to get over that instinctual kind of dismissal of of ideas like that. Yeah, you got to believe believe nothing at face value, but, like, keep your mind open at the same time. Like, question everything. Question absolutely. Don't – nothing is beyond question is what, something I like to subscribe to. You know, there's nobody yeah. beyond criticism or question. You're allowed to question anything and everything at all times. Um, mm-hmm. Everything's up for grabs. And yeah. so um, are there any other topics you'd like to hear about? Or also I'd like to start making – after we go through a list of topics that we want to, like, dive into – I want to move over to like a playlist or a watch list of like things we can watch during September. Like for instance, um, loose changes on the list, you know, uh, Whitney mm-hmm. Webb is on the list. So, um, what do you have for either one of those lists? Um, I, you mean like a watch list? Yeah. Well, or for like topics for conspiracy month. Oh, um, anything, you any know, other topic you want to hear about? I, I just watched the uh, this documentary called Spider's Web, Brit- Britain's Second Empire. And it was about like the, the uh, offshore banking and uh-huh. how like City of London. I didn't really, I've heard of City uh-huh. of London, but I just thought it was like Wall Street. I didn't realize it's its own city within London and that it's, it has its yep. own administration and secretive stuff. And um, just that whole 
so I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but the whole idea that the British Empire never went away, it just kind of went underground or it went into banking and yes. offshore. And I think that ties into, you know, Epstein and Guillen and um Yes. Exactly. Prince Andrew. Yep. Yeah, definitely Prince Andrew. Um I don't Yeah. So I've added <laughs> I've added Atrazine. I've added Atrazine to the list. I've added Prince An or I'm gonna put the royal family on the list as well. Mm -hmm. And so Atrazine is the gay frog thing that Alex Jones was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? And um, actually, there's a really good YouTube uh, show called A Deep Dive into Gay Frogs. And it's by this cool little kid who is like this brilliant little journalist. He's like mm -hmm. 16 years old or something like that, right? And he does the most brilliant job breaking down the Alex Jones gay frog story. So I'm going to drop it. It's called uh, Gay Frogs, A Deep Dive. It's, it's on YouTube, on, like freely available? It's on, okay. uh -huh, it's on YouTube. And right, I sorry. so highly recommend that. It is such a brilliant masterpiece of journalism. Mm-hmm. And not only journalism, but science, like it's an amazing science documentary and okay. it's also really good just at, from a journalistic perspective. He's an amazing kid. I have so much, I'm so proud yeah, of him. Awesome. So I'm, I put that on the list. It's Oki's weird stories. Oki's weird stories. <laughs> okay. I'll check that out. And the video that Ben shared as well. I, I don't know if I could like while on Colin, I don't know if I could you know, open YouTube. I don't want to crash anything, but yeah, you can do that. I do it all the time. I would do it. I just kind of lazy right now, but you can totally just kind of like minimize it, hop into YouTube, grab a link and post it in the comments. Um, and then just hop right back in. It's pretty flexible like that. Um, all right. So I have, uh, Oki's weird stories. Have you ever seen Chimatica? No. What's that? That's on the list. It's spelled K Y M A T I C A Chimatica. It's by a guy named like Joseph Ben Stewart or something like that. He's like a musician, but absolutely brilliant documentaries on YouTube. The other one is called Esoteric Agenda, and they're both amazing. He does some really good stuff, and he has his own podcast now. It has a really brilliant podcast, so you have to check that out. And then also at the top of my list, I have the high chats. Are you familiar with the higher side chats? No, I heard you. Um, oh, I saw you on the chat mention that. I didn't know what, what that was. Yes, Higher Side Chats is amazing. And then there's Magical Egypt. Um, have you ever seen the Magical Egypt series? No. So that is like a five-part series. They're like an hour long each. And John Anthony West is in like every single one of them. And like they meet up with this like magical, mystical little dude, like the creepy guy from Aladdin who's like, I'll take you under the pyramids and tell you what's going on. Like it's amazing. Uh, okay. Magical Egypt, magical, freely available on YouTube. The magical. What was the other one? Karnataka. I was trying to type it into YouTube, and I got my call yeah, in. Yeah, I'll type it in the comments. K Y M A T I C A Kymatica. I believe that's how it's spelled. Um, should be able to find it like that. Magical Egypt is the other one. It is yeah, the best documentary series on Egypt you've ever seen. Is it uh, about aliens or something? 
Um, no, they don't even go there. You know, <laughs> they, they just keep it down to earth. You know, they, they, they stick to the facts and the facts are absolutely enough to make it just absolutely mind blowing. There's no need to take it in any mystical direction. You know, there's enough mystery right there in the stone. <laughs> okay. And yeah. So that'll you'll be interesting. Absolutely love it. Yeah. You're yeah, absolutely going to dig that. I've been I've been to the pyramids actually and it's really uh it's really weird. It'll be cool to like hear <laughs> some kind of crazy theory about them but Oh yeah, it's gonna make you wanna go back. Oh. Yeah, I took their word for it how they were built and stuff, so yeah, I'll I'll have to revisit that. Yeah. yeah so um cool. so, so what so I'm sorry, so you've got um for the month of September you said you got Nine eleven, the gay frogs thing. Um, yeah, anthrax, JFK, fluoride, ADD, and autism. I added to the list. Uh, conspiracy: How conspiracy's been utilized as a psyop to, to mm-hmm. brush away anything that involves conspiracy at all, make it all look crazy. And that yeah, was actually but- part of COINTELPRO in the during the civil rights movement. The FBI had an internal memo about how they were going to weaponize the term conspiracy theory. To make mm. anything that involves conspiracy just sound like cuckoo nonsense, and they totally made it work. Um, mm. And then that's, I have, yeah, uh, it's great that he mentioned PizzaGate as as a yeah, perfect example. Of red hair. Next on the list is PizzaGate, and absolutely going to take a deeper dive into that. But I don't believe it's a red herring. I believe they made it into a red herring. But yeah. if you take a if you take a closer look into PizzaGate, there's actually a lot of really weird stuff going on there too. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, I know the the, the 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 child sex ring for sure has been around in Europe and America for a long time, but I didn't know yeah, that. I thought the PizzaGate yeah. thing was just fully. Uh, nope not de- not debunked at all. Not even close to debunked. As a matter of fact, that? the more you the more you look into it, the fucking weirder <laughs> it gets. It does not stop getting weird. I'm telling you. Oh That's my awesome. god. Okay, and can't so wait. I'm going to add Isaac Cappy to the list right there. I don't know if you're familiar with that guy, but he's no. on the list. He's right there next to Pizzagate. And then after that, we have underground bases, Atrazine and the Gay Frogs, the Royal Family, and I'll put aliens on there. Yeah. She did uh Catherine Austin Fitz did mention that along with subterranean the Ooh. subterranean uh, uh society or something. Um she did she kind of just said the word, but she didn't go any deeper. And I was just like, "Uh oh, <laughs> that's I don't know if she's going to lose me on that one. But um, I wanted to hear more. I just, I, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of the alien phenomenon can be explained by DMT, um, which is actually next on my list. <laughs> mm-hmm. DMT, DMT is actually the philosopher's stone that we've heard so much about. Um, that, turns out that a conspiracy? the philosopher. Um, yeah, it's, it's the secret of the Illuminati and the Freemasons, actually. It's a secret of Freemasonry is the philosopher's stone. And that is actually DMT. DMT is the philosopher's stone extracted from the black acacia tree. Wow. Never heard of that one. And you can absolutely use it to turn lead into gold. To what? To turn lead? Into gold, yep. By simply purchasing lead and creating art out of it and exchanging it for gold, bada bing, bada boom. You've <laughs> lead, you turned lead into gold. You understand how that works now? But guess, the way to yeah. the, the way to awaken that inner artist is to make contact with the muse through DMT, through psychedelics, through philosopher's yeah. stone. Mm-hmm. 
yeah i've had um i was doing mushrooms for a while last year like for the first time i've literally never done drugs in my life and mm-hmm. i started doing um you know psychedelic mushrooms but not nothing you know no big doses or not not like what's it called ego death or whatever but yeah, my trips got heroic doses they call them heroic no. doses no, because I don't, I don't trust anyone enough to like do it in front of yeah. anyone. I'm like, because it makes me cry yeah. and stuff, and that's really embarrassing. No, so it's just... actually very, it's actually very responsible of you, and I don't encourage people to take large doses, especially not their first time. Um, and yeah. you, you need to be very responsible and respectful um, when you're doing large doses. Um, yeah, but and I, I do I recommend mean, I don't it for like... experienced people. You recommend it for what? Sorry. For experienced people, for someone who feels like they're ready. I say go for it. Mm, okay. And have you done them or have you, or DMT? Well, I've done threshold heroic doses on mushrooms and I've done full blast off doses on DMT. Mm, okay. Well, I, even with my, you know, I wasn't microdosing. I was, you know, taking full doses, but not ego death mm. level, but yeah, yeah but like two, two grams, something like that. Yeah, two grams, 2.5. And, and my, I had to stop because, um, and it was before I got turned on to conspiracy theories, like literally a few months before. And I had to stop because my trips were getting really conspiratorial and talking about like the Abrahamic religions and like the, mm. like, the blood. On the list. Yeah, there it was. It was weird because I didn't. A lot of the stuff that came up, it, it's not anything I know about. It's you know, it wasn't coming from me. I don't know where it was coming from, but it, it got very, very dark and conspiratorial. And I just started to get. I started to feel really paranoid, and I wasn't getting the you know the um, calming uh, psychedelic trips that I was having at the beginning. It was really calming and therapeutic and everything, and then it just like started talking about the the last few trips i had were about the queen and and okay i'm gonna have like a whole episode where we all get together and talk about things we've seen on our psychedelic trips yeah you've totally you totally got to show up for that one yeah can you dive into that a little deeper for me like what you mean about the abrahamic cults and the queen and the blood i've never i feel weird to talk about this in public but um (laughs) okay so my you know the 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 big the big sort of start i think i had about three really paranoid ones before i stopped but the first one was about like um and i i honestly don't know where it came from or if it's tied to anything and i i did grow up religious but i you know like most people i stopped when i my frontal lobe started kind of getting <laughs> formed and and um when i was about 13 or so i started like you know seeing seeing through it all and and i'm i'm not religious at all right now but i do remember you know bible stories and just out of nowhere on these mushroom trips i was seeing like um what's his name um abraham trying to kill isaac no way yeah and it was like basically um you know how it was like the three, it was like God, Abraham and Isaac and, and God was instructing Abraham to kill Isaac and, you know, slit his throat or whatever on the stones. And then the pact, the trip was saying the pact that they made, like, cause you know, Abraham really didn't, he was going to do it, but he, God let him off at the last minute, at the last second. And right. basically they just decided amongst the three of them to just each control one religion and they'll just get the blood sacrifice that way by setting each religion against the other. So, you know, um, Judaism, Christianity and Islam and just like sort of they'll get so it was sort of like a bloodletting that, you know, 
kind of vampire type stuff like they need a certain amount of blood and okay if you don't give me your son we'll just like work it out another way to get it through humanity and just blood ritual bloodletting every you know century or so um and i honestly the trifecta you mentioned is abraham ruling one religion isaac ruling another and then is it yahweh ruling the third i guess yeah it was you know it's pretty vague the whole thing was just like really vague I guess Abraham might be Islam, Isaac might be Christianity, and Yahweh might be Judaism. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was a trinity for sure, and it was like, yeah, you each get you each get your blood, you know, your your blood quota somehow. And we'll just through like... Your flock. I, yeah, through your, through your um, congregation or flock, whatever. Yeah. So it's sort wow. of, it's weird. It's sort of the reverse of Jesus sort of dying for our sins. It's like, we have to die oh my god yeah it was really yeah and i'm not religious so i was just and you nailed it on the head like you've touched on something very fundamental to the whole i've been studying the abrahamic cult my whole life very studiously Mm -hmm. i know more than harvard professors of theology at um harvard i've had conversations with them and i was literally teaching them things and you've touched on something that i am not even fully aware of yet so like kudos to you you've completely blown my mind which is not easy for people to do so you get all my colleagues tonight have been great (laughs) this is is fantastic thanks Thanks. and i wrote i wrote that down on the list of entities um experienced in the dmt realm so far i have talking heads uh humanoid trails uh snake tubes elves fairies jellyfish devils purple ladies wingu pie uh uh, orbs okay. or stars, dragons, burning eye, alien, space guards, security, uh, military humans, electric water ladies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do people, um, do you know if, like, do people see a common uh, character in their trips? Because I, I had uh, someone, the person who introduced me to mushrooms also saw, before I had the, the paranoid trips, I was seeing sort of more calming therapeutic things and it was like a female or feminine kind of uh, teacher yeah and the he lady, and I was she's the purple lady. sometimes she's the purple lady but we, we kind of refer to her as the lady or mother aya or hmm. she's just the goddess spirit you know she's like the mother earth spirit almost it feels yeah like. exactly yeah so, it was something like coming from, I, I don't i'm really i sound way weirder than i ever do in, in my own personal life on this but it was something about like the 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 networks under the the ground like the tree networks sort of like as opposed to the overground networks which are more like you know the internet and and whatever electrical it was this like reverse image underground that was uh all things talking to each other and all things connected but I don't know. So cool. It would be, be cool to know if other people see the same, if there are any common visions or common kind of. Yeah. And that's exactly what I want to do with that episode is explore the psychedelic topography, like the, the landscape of the psychedelic realm, because there absolutely are entities that people see over and over in, mm-hmm. in this realm. One of them is Ganesh, <clears throat> the um, Hindu god who right. removed obstacles, the elephant headed god who removes obstacles, Ganesh. A lot of okay. people see him. And, um, you know, there's, uh, you say, um, Krishna as well, you know. Yeah. Some people I convert if... to Christianity after a, a big trip. They'll actually convert to Christianity after a trip. I've heard of that oh. happening. 
Interesting. Wonder why. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of your trip a little bit, but um, they didn't get you. <laughs> no, I got it. It was the opposite. I got very. I mean, I've always not. I've I left it, and I left it for good. But, um, but I wonder if we were all, or many people who do the shrooms, especially more recently, are aren't all listening to the same sort of playlist of Indian music, and maybe that's why we see sort of Indian gods and. You know, yeah, the, the, it's hard to, hard to tell why, but there does seem to be some consistency within the realm, you know, which is mm-hmm. very strange. It makes it even weirder. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have sometimes you have entities that are like, "What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here," and they'll shut you out. They'll send you somewhere else. Like they'll be like, that, "Wow," and you'll get blasted away. Yeah, that's what happened to me on my maybe my third trip. The teacher got angry. Um, me out because she said I mixed it wrong. I was mixing like the, the capsules and the and the dried shrooms that are not powdered and she was saying i was mixing the families and she just like kicked me out shut me out and just refused to teach me anymore and it was like and then after that it was all the paranoid trips so wow that's such a consistent theme sometimes um sometimes people do too many like sometimes people trip too much and if they notice they're tripping too often um something will come up and be like we've already given you the lesson we needed to teach you like go out there and do it you know yeah yeah i had a strict like seven day my teacher was like you need to digest this for seven days like the lesson and then and one and and i live in a noisy neighborhood so um my saturdays were really loud so i had to like switch or or maybe it was the sunday so i switched it and i did it one day early because i was trying to just get on a new schedule and that that was the one where she yelled at me and all this stuff and um i learned actually on that trip i learned that seven days is exactly how long it took for me to like fully get the point that they were trying to make. It was very scheduled and very um, structured. I would have my, my lessons, my trips were broken up into three segments and it was, and I will, you know, I always wrote it down after and it was just really structured. And I just thought, where the fuck is this coming from? Like, I don't know most of the stuff, you know, that, that I would be taught about. Um, So I, I don't know. That is a super trip. That is really weird. Uh, it's so strange. Uh, strange thing I don't want to show. Uh, dreams. I'll add dreams to the list. Dreams are very interesting. Mm. And then how, also... How is, uh, sorry, how is, that conspir- how is that conspiratorial? Um, well, it's just kind of uh, under the network of mystery. So they, we'll, we'll say that, this is, that September is going to be conspiracy slash mystery month. Yeah, so I used to like that show, Unsolved, Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved freaking <laughs> mysteries, yes. Love that show. That absolutely dosed me. Mm-hmm. Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if anyone else wants to call in. I feel like I'm hogging the show, but if anyone else wants to call in, no, you it's just, yeah, 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 absolutely. Please don't hesitate to call in, but no, you're doing great. Honestly, you've blown my mind tonight already, and you're helping me build this list. We're building up ideas to explore later in the month, so it's totally cool. I, I, ju- I just added Bob Lazar and United Nuclear to the list. He's the guy who popularized Area 51. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to think of what – oh, we can talk – oh, yeah, I have a consciousness technology. Um, so there's consciousness-enhancing technology. Mm-hmm. Just writing that like, down. Um, is that like, like MKL? Um, absolutely involved in MK Ultra, specifically transcranial magnetic stimulation or TCMS therapy. And this is where you bombard the brain with magnetic waves 
and it can repair damage to the brain. It can enhance our ability to learn. And you can do all kinds of very strange things with consciousness involving magnetic waves. And as you know, the earth is immersed in a gigantic magnetic field that we all share. And that is the medium for psychic action. Um, all of the remote viewing and maybe not all of the remote viewing, but um, a lot of the psychic phenomenon, like being able to feel emotions and feelings and communicate to each other psychically it mm. happens when our earth's magnetic field is very calm and relaxed and then when the sun has a solar flare or some solar or weather erupts and heads towards earth it kind of shakes the earth's magnetic field and it kind of fogs things up so that we don't have as much connection during those times right. and you'll notice that those are times of a lot of like you'll have a lot of kind of angry people on those days where we have a lot of solar activity. Oh. Um, it kind of stresses, it stresses people out. It's like a very interesting, subtle phenomenon. So I'm going to add solar weather and to the, to the list in, um, I guess space weather or solar weather. Yeah. It's funny actually that you bring that up because, uh, I was speaking with a friend of mine recently who is very, you know, tinfoil hatty and she has a lot of crazy experiences like, um, she's an engineer and she was kind of um she's been on different projects and things around uh actually lots of different subjects but we found something in common we both had a solar connection my ex was a solar physicist who studied uh solar flares and you know i, I learned a little bit just from being together and going to some conferences and stuff like that and um learned about how the solar flares mess up the magnet magnetosphere or you know, ionosphere and all that. And it turned out my friend who we didn't, we've known each other a few years, but we didn't realize we both had experience. I mean, not me. I didn't have experience, um, but I designed like the web page for my ex's uh, lab, his solar physics lab. I designed like the splash page for it. And then it turns out she did too. She was working at Berkeley as an engineer for the solar physics or the astrophysics lab. And cool. she... And I think um, I think it was uh, they were I feel like they had a contract from DARPA or something or they had some overlap. And she said that they were working on some weird shit with the ionosphere or magnetosphere, like weaponizing it, use like doing things. Yeah. Altering it to like. Yeah, to to sabotage like uh, satellites and stuff like that. And she was so it was just a few days ago we realized we had that in common. This weird link, you know, we met completely wow. over something else. We had a friend in common, nothing to do with astrophysics. Um, but she was saying that uh, at the beginning of this Ukraine war, when um, all the Starlink satellites went down, she thought it was like a, a an attack what that happened? was done in the ionosphere. What, dude? That is blowing my mind again. Amazing. Yeah. Weird. So harp is on the list now. Which one? Harp, H A A R P. It's like the I forget what it stands for, but harp is the kind of technology you were ta talking about, where they have radio away, uh, arrays that uh, interact with the ionosphere to do a multitude of very strange things. It's very creepy. Yeah, you can almost wonder if it couldn't start some kind of a civil war or something. You know, just getting everyone kind of PMSE and. And, uh... Funny you mentioned that because during the Civil War, Russia actually made a gigantic wall 
of radio arrays and they blasted low frequency radio waves at America and they ended up hitting people in I think the 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 west coast somewhere and Which there was a war? town the cold war between oh, the russia cold and the u.s yeah so russia actually bounced radio waves off the ionosphere i think and targeted american cities and americas and americans started complaining about a low hum that they heard mm-hmm. and it was like making them sick and crazy shit like this and they found out it was from this giant fucking radio wall that they were blasting at america from russia Wow. Yeah. yeah well, that that's what that's kind of what my friend was suggesting for the the when the Starlink satellites went down that it was bounced up. I don't know if she said they bounced it down and then up or something like that. I'm really I'm a dummy, so I like I really don't understand any of this. But no, it, I kind it, down and up. It, they can they can make it go. They can control weather patterns. They can make clouds go up and down. So they, it really kind of goes all across the spectrum of the ionosphere. Nice. Well, um, the other thing that uh, Catherine Austin Fitz brought up in her in her kind of when she was kind of just freestyling on what they could do with the missing trillions of dollars, she mentioned weather warfare. And I thought and then it was uh, when I listened to that interview with her, it was right before all the floods and, and droughts and stuff all across, and the heat waves in Europe and stuff. And I just thought, huh, I guess that could be, you know, that could be a thing. Um. I know there's cloud seeding, so I don't know if you could somehow target, you know, flooding and stuff like that. Absolutely. They did it in Vietnam, actually. Um, They actually weaponized weather in Vietnam. They caused rainstorms to flood the Viet Cong. And Mm. that's what they did all as far back as the 60s. They were doing it. So who is that? Is that like the, the DOD and like what? Who developed that? Or that was the Harp project, I believe. And Brinto has us covered down here with the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project, is what it stands for. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah, the Aurora Borealis um, interacts with our ionosphere. It's the the solar flares um, hitting our ionosphere and kind of having that light reaction is right. Um, actually, what causes the Aurora Borealis? That's so cool. Those connections you have. Um, so I had a DMT trip where I felt like I met the spirit or the soul, like the consciousness of the sun. And that was pretty interesting. <laughs> it, explained, it, it explained to me how all things are connected. <laughs> but well, beyond the, beyond the, myco- the, uh, the mycelium network, but like how all things in the universe are connected across space and time. Like, for instance, I was watching a video of a guy playing guitar. And it explained to me that the emotions of the man playing that guitar are being transmuted through the sound of him playing into my ears. And I'm absorbing, exposing myself to the emotions of the man playing guitar, essentially. And I was like, Hmm. what the fuck? It it told me, essentially, be careful what you watch and what you expose yourself to, because they have a a subtle impact on our our entire biology and field and consciousness and everything. Right, that makes sense. I mean, sound is a wave as well, right? So, yep, it's vibrations. And uh, Dr. Michael Persinger is on the list. Oh my God, that you've got to check this out. This is one that belongs at the top of the list. Dr. Michael Persinger, he has a talk on YouTube called No More Secrets, right? And he basically explains how psychic phenomenon work using the scientific method. 
like I just kind of explained with the Earth's magnetic, uh, the Earth's magnetic mm -hmm. field, he goes into the science on it. Hmm. Could you type his name into the chat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dr. Michael Persinger. Dr. Michael Persinger. It's not, oh yeah, my talk to text doesn't work when I'm, it's going to be her. So, are, are you thinking of doing, gotcha. are you thinking of doing one um, topic per day or because it's a lot of different topics? Yeah, I, I you know, uh, there might not be enough days in the month. Um, right. I've got like <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen 17 topics so far. I'm like, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. So oh, yeah. we're about halfway through it. Um, he has a talk called No More Secrets that's amazing. And there's also the Museum of Tarot on TikTok, which is a, basically a continuation of his work. And that is amazing as well. Museum mm -hmm. of Tarot. And there's one more scientist I want to add to the list. I forget his name, though. Um, it's like Dr. Perkinstein. Dr. Perkinstein. Oh my God, this kid is weird. <laughs> it's like this weird little Nikola Tesla kid, right? He's basically recreating Nikola Tesla's experiments in his backyard, and it's fucking amazing. Uh, Dr. Persinger is what he goes by. I think he's located here in Texas, so I will actually plan on visiting him at some point. Um, no, is it? Did I say Persinger again? It's no, Dr. yeah, the first uh, one was Persinger. The Parkinson. second one was like yeah. Parkinstein. Okay. Parkenstein, S-T-I-N-E, S-T-I-N-E. Uh, speaking of Tesla, I, was, uh, I wonder if like J.P. Morgan should be his own week. Oh, yeah. No and, kidding. Or just like, actually, I don't know, well, him and, and, and Rockefeller and the Nazis and all that stuff, like that whole just... Oh, I'm adding World War Two to the list. World War Two, um, opium wars. I heard, wasn't it Ford that got rich off the opium wars? Yep, I'm adding drug war to the list. Boom. Drug wars all the way through history. Yeah. Ah, and that brings me to the end of my list right here. I have uh, psychedel the psychedelic origins of religion. Uh, most mm -hmm. of the world's religions are based in psychedelic experiences, and this can be factually verified now with like evidence from the past. Mm. Is that going to be linked to drug wars? That would be interesting. It is linked to drug wars um, because, for instance, cannabis was a controlled substance in the ancient world um, after King David died or King Solomon died. King David took over and banned the worship of Asherah. And the way that they would worship Asherah was they would uh, hang a giant serpent on a pole was the way they worshiped her. And they would burn incense, which was essentially cannabis. And um, they would drink cannabis wine and they would play music and they would have giant sex orgies. Like this was how they worshiped Asherah. They would have just massive fucking parties, dudes. Cannabis, wine, and sex just all around. So why did uh, he ban? Um, well, um, 
psychedelics in, like cannabis give you an edge a benefit a consciousness and they enhance your consciousness and so in order to better control masses of people for like blood sacrifices for example it helps mm -hmm. to dull their consciousness so they had to take away these consciousness enhancing substances and that's why you see the witch hunts happen you can actually um trace that uh, connect that to the origins as well hmm but there's a new book out. Um, it's called The Immortality Key. It's probably the most interesting audio book you'll ever listen to in your life. It's like a Dan Immort Brown novel. Was it based on on the on uh, psychedelics? Yes. Mortality. All about the Christian origins of psychedelics, the, the psychedelic origin of Christianity. Hmm. So interesting. So good. Okay, can I throw in one more one more in there that I recently let, let, I really opened a can of worms. Yeah, let's but keep it going. It may it may tie I mean I think it ties into maybe um the blackmail and all and all this stuff, but um huh. what's this sort of like big weird orgy that they do in Northern California? I live in Northern California and I never heard of it. Uh, in Bohemian the woods and yeah, exactly. on the list. It's going on the list. <laughs> Alex yeah. Jones is the one who blew that open, actually. We can thank Alex Jones for blowing the lid on Bohemian Grove. Yeah, I'm learning Alex Jones. I should have watched it all along. I didn't even know where he is, like where to watch him or what. I only saw, you know, Colbert making fun of him. And I just, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, what's that? No, but now I'm hearing he was right about so many things. Wrong about a few things, but very right about uh, a bunch exactly. of other you hit it on the head. He's a, he's what we call a limited hangout. So he'll drop a lot of real info where it's like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. I'm getting like some real info from this guy. And then mm -hmm. every now and then he'll be like, well, we got to listen to Trump. You know, like he'll, he'll drop something that kind of throws everyone in the wrong direction, you know. Yeah. So yeah. you're already conscious and aware of that, which puts you a, a, a head above of the rest already. So you're not you're not nearly as stupid as your name would suggest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've lost a few friends trying to talk to them about this stuff. Like, hey, have you heard of this? And they just give me that, you know, San Francisco yeah. Bay Area. Oh, no, uh, you're one of them. You know? uh, and no, it's I, like, I I'm, no, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm aware that it gets way crazier and that there are people that I look at like that. And so it's just funny to see how little it takes to be completely dismissed and cut off, you know. And, and yeah, some of the friends I lost. It is. It's really. Um, I actually think it's a. It's a. It's a fear of having a a burden, like a burden being it's thrown a, upon you. Like, oh no! Exactly. It's, it's called cognitive dissonance when something is so terrifying they refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah, but I think. I mean, I think a lot of us too are sort of uh, alone. You know, especially if we moved for work or school or whatever, we're all kind of alone and we don't have networks of support. So I think. There's always this fear that, you know, someone's going to, someone's going crazy and like, oh, no, it's going to be on me to help my friend. She's losing her mind. And what if she ends up living with me? There's this kind of like anti-solidarity. I don't know. That's why I kind of recognize that look in people's eyes like, oh, no, she's going crazy. I better distance myself. And it's just like, no, I just oh, said no. the frogs are gay. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> what is that all? It oh, my God. Oh, and I never it's even brilliant. went there. I literally I lost two friends over the Ukraine thing oh. and I was 
I was oh, not wow. like that is not even really a conspiracy that's just in the open so it's really um, yeah. and these are two two really close friends so I think it just doesn't take much for people now I'm yeah, realizing I'm sorry that. To hear that but you know at the same time I'll let you know that those were never your friends to begin with and you're you're on the path to making so much better friends you're on the path forward to meeting better friends in your future the Ralph so, Ralph from the Simpson friends <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a thousand Ralphs. I don't know if Ralph is the best example. No, not the Ralphs. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna fuck with the Ralphs either. Don't worry. I'm talking right. way better than Ralphs. Uh, right. I don't think I have a good Simpsons reference for a great friend. <laughs> I'll take. I'll take for it. Yeah, it's uh, it's but definitely. A weird... I'm your, I'm yeah, your digital you talk... friend for life. You sound like you know a lot of this stuff or you've known of it for a long time and you retain information really well. So that's impressive. I am a human encyclopedia of conspiracy and mystery knowledge. So happy to share. Nice. Well, good and luck all, with your, your... Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for helping me initiate it. And um, I added Chaos, A Secret History of the 60s and Charles Manson to the list. It's a book Ooh. all about um, Charles Manson and how, but like the first half of the book is about Charles Manson. The second half of the book is how the FBI and the CIA were using Charles Manson to um, villainize the psychedelic movement and start a right. culture war. That so, I've heard, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, it was uh, Ted, K- Ted Kaczynski or what's his name? Wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was an MIT brain control uh, subject. Was he MKUltra or something? MKUltra. Not MK Ultra, but he was part of a, a very interesting psychological experiment, I think, at MIT, where they um, had had the 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 I guess the uh, the volunteers um, mm-hmm. make a, write down the story, and they said just be as open as you can, admit all the terrible things you've done in your life, really just open up and be about it, and then they took that information. And they used it against them to make them feel like shit. They'd be like, you stupid idiot. I can't believe you did this. And like, everyone's going to hate you for it and yada, yada, yada. And they mentally like broke these people down to see if they could condition them for like X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Mm. And he was a volunteer in that, in that experiment. And a lot of the people in that experiment complained that it like ruined their lives. I think there was like some people committed suicide. Like it was like, it really had detrimental effects on the volunteers. Right. Well, in the way a, a bad therapist can also ruin your life or somebody, just anybody who knows your secrets and, and stuff so like that. So funny what, what you mentioned about people with the cross-eyed look earlier, mm-hmm. like the second you mentioned um, anything about Alex Jones, they just write you off as crazy. For mm-hmm. me, it's like the second someone tells me they're on psychotropic medication, I'm like, oh, that explains <laughs> yeah. it. You know, yeah. um, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, or, or barbiturates, or benzodiazepines, um, opioids, uh, Adderall. So a lot of the stimulants, mm, um, yeah. they, they turn people kind of crazy. They'll fuck with your sleep patterns. So you're not getting enough sleep. You're yeah, not getting that's... That, that deep restorative sleep. It has an effect on your psyche. Yeah, and it's interesting that like um, psychedelics don't work if you're on SSRIs and stuff like that. It's almost like it's a... So scary. Yeah, it's the anti-consciousness kind of drug. Psychedelic. It's the anti-psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it, and I, it kills people's creativity. It, it restricts their imagination where they can't even imagine possibilities that they haven't considered. Yeah. Yet. 
yeah, and I noticed uh, one of one of my two friends that I that I lost over the Ukraine thing. Um, he had he had been on SSRIs for a few years, and I'd known him for, you know, ten, fifteen years, something like that. And he changed. I could see a change in him over, you know. And I don't know. I didn't know that it was the SSRIs, but once I started hearing about, you know, all the negative side effects and stuff, I thought that must be what happened to him because he didn't used to be like that. Like um, he was much more easygoing, maybe not open-minded, but definitely he could let it go if he disagreed. And then I, I feel like he became, um, on the SSRIs and on the whole Trump, you know, Trump is the end of democracy or whatever democracy dies in, like all that stuff, um, which interestingly I, I missed as well, the same way I missed 9-11. I wasn't here for, I left the country um, for almost the entire Trump presidency. I just, it didn't feel good to be here. You just got you lucked out. You have nice timing. Well, it's weird because I thought, you know, I'd given up on the country and I just went back to my 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 home of Canada. And I, I um, so I kind of missed. And what's weird is I thought I was going to miss, you know, all the chaos that Trump would do. But what I, what I ended up missing was the, 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 uh, what's it called? Um, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, like that whole thing. When I came back, and I came back for different reasons, but it just so happened to coincide with like, you know, Trump is out and, and, um, I came back and I just noticed all my friends, you know, here in the Bay area, they're just like fully deranged. They feel like they're under what one of my friends told me, literally, he feels like we're under siege by the Trump people. And, all, and I was like, what, what did I miss? <laughs> you know, like, it's really, um, it might be a good, it might be a good practice in general, not to be so up to date with the news and not, you know, not always be uh, following the program, you know? Well, you know, it's like a little bit of both worlds. You want to, you want to tune out from the mainstream narratives and you want to tune in to the alternative truth, like the real truth. You know, you want to get to the heart of the real issues, which is yeah. almost everything you see on the mainstream news or mainstream sources is going to be a narrative that distracts us from what's really important. And yeah, you'll find that when you, yeah, when you dive into alternative spaces like Rockfin and BitChute and Odyssey, that a lot of the topics discussed are so pertinent and the information you gain from exploring these topics has real life effects on your life that benefit your life in like a very real tangible way, you know? So it's not just some bullshit to freak you out. Like it really can improve your life, improve your consciousness, make your time on earth better, you know? Yeah, for sure. It save some embarrassment. I think uh, when I think back on, you know, the things I, I used to believe, like Syria was sort of the first thing where midway through, I realized the narrative was weird. Like something, some, you know, <clears throat> things did not up and someone had told me the white helmets are fake. And I was kind of like, oh, where'd you hear that? You know, but I, I didn't shut it down, but I just had literally never heard anything. And so that's sort of the beginning of the narrative falling apart for me. And after that, um, there was a the whole Trump thing. And I was, uh, I was on the Bernie side. So I was, you know, of course, not falling for the whole Hillary thing, but it, it was just kind of seeing that there's like a, a track that they're leading you down and, and everybody's yeah, going. And I, when Bernie I was, thing, you know, we didn't fall for Hillary, but we fell for Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning now that, I mean, I still don't know because they did derail him. So I feel like he must have been some good, just like Corbin must have been some good if they tried so hard to derail him. But, but I think they had some blackmail on him or something that made him, you know, come back and, you know, yeah, be on their side again. Strange. 
very strange what happened there. They got he's he's tied in somehow or another. He's corrupt. He's he's sold out one way or the other. He sold out for sure, yeah. But I do think he wasn't he had, maybe he hadn't bought in all the way either. So I think he you know he wasn't fully under their control. So maybe they. Um, but I I did when I when I went back to Canada for those you know few years I I didn't watch the news at all and I was just completely you know at peace and whatever I and I, you know I, of course I learned that Canada <laughs> over time I learned that Canada's almost as bad as the U.S. and in some ways it's worse um, it's because it's pretending to be good but I did hear there was a friend of a friend is a big conspiracy nut you know and so my friend who was not so much but he was open to it and he would talk to him he was the one who told me so before this ukraine thing even started he he told me that his friend had said that there's a a nazi problem in the ukraine army and i remember him telling me that while we're on a walk and i was like huh what do you mean like what and you know i didn't know of course at the time that the canadian army is training the the ukrainian army and all this stuff and so but i just it you know these things people drop here and there and then months or years later they just like make sense and you're like huh we get tired of being wrong honestly we would rather be proved we would like to be wrong for once (laughs) we get tired of being proven right is what i mean yeah tired of being proven right and it would be nice to be wrong for once (laughs) yeah i'm always hoping but i've learned that it's uh over just over these you know six months or so that i've just been really seeing it you know the sausage being made and everything it's it's really i've lost all hope that that you know, I just, I assume the worst all the time, but I'm not depressed at no. all, but I'm just assume the worst and like, oh yeah, you say it's, you know, aliens, uh, diddling little kids. Okay. I pr- probably, you know, I draw the line at flat earth, flat earth is where I draw the line. I, I, I haven't gone that far and I never will because I understand it for what it is. <laughs> what is it? Flat earth. No, I, I know, I know the, the the theory of flat Earth, but what is it like? Some kind of a psyop or like a limited? Yeah, it's, what? it's part of part of the idea to make conspiracy theorists look crazy and stupid. Oh, and then yeah. Another another aspect of it is they're weaponizing pseudo intellectuals, so people who like feeling smart by tricking stupid people. They're mm-hmm. basically weaponizing those individuals to. Um, uh, make all of the conspiracy world look nuts. Mm, and that it's would... a very complex psychological game they're playing with it, but it works really good. They did the same thing with uh, chemtrails, you might realize. Um, yeah. I'd heard of it, so but I didn't really know. I, I can explain chemtrails in a very interesting way. Um, so planes, as you know, emit exhaust out of their engines mm-hmm. when they burn jet fuel, which is very toxic and full of chemicals like aluminum and barium, which are the very same chemicals that are emitted by our cars when we drive down the road and hit our brakes. Mm-hmm. Aluminum and barium is sprayed into the atmosphere, highly cancerous, highly toxic. And so, but the airline industry is spewing out so much of these highly toxic chemicals that it's starting to pollute water sources. Even the cleanest water sources, the cleanest and purest water sources on Earth are being polluted by airline traffic. And mm-hmm. so rather than have that conversation, they make the chemtrail conspiracy. So everyone's talking about chemtrails oh, yeah. <laughs> and making it sound. Now you understand, right? Yeah. It's a total, I forget the term for, for this kind of. I think red herring or like. Bait and made Bait and switch. I don't know. Yeah. There has to be a, a good vocabulary term for it. It's on the tip of my tongue too. Yeah. 
but it's well, been really nice meeting you. Um, we've yeah. hashed this list out. Thank you so much. It's a lot of work. I really appreciate you helping me out with that. Yeah. Good luck. And, uh, you know, sorry for all the work. Oh, you have nothing to apologize for. You did great. You blew my mind multiple times. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thanks. Now I have to watch all these links you guys sent on the chat. Oh, I'm so excited to hear what you think about some of this. Like, honestly, I have very few friends who have uh, been introduced to this material at all. Like, I'll tell all my friends, oh, you got to check this out. And they never check it out. So, um, yeah. yeah. Let's see. You have some good stuff on there. Yeah. Um, I'd make sure I got person gear i'm gonna put no more secrets at the top of the list for you guys because that's a really important one it's no more secrets on youtube is that the other guy with the p name p yes michael persinger no more no, secrets second, wasn't there a second guy um oh uh, yeah dr parkenstein he is the uh nikola tesla kid okay yeah all right I'm gonna I'll put let his you go. name, i put his name in the comments too okay and i don't know honestly like um I was thinking like this, this kind of total noob, open-minded noob and a very experienced, you know, tin foil hat salesman, oh, not a, a salesman, but you know. I like, live in a tin foil house. I live in a tin foil house. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't, I don't I hope it's not, you know, boring, boring for people who are already well-versed in this kind of, in this kind of thing. But thanks for being patient with my, uh, you know, lack of any knowledge on this stuff. No, I appreciate you. You had some perspectives I had actually never heard before, um, especially in regards to like your your solar friends. I thought it was really cool. And there was a couple other points you brought up, like about the Abrahamic cult in your trip was amazing. Oh, yeah, um, the Jesus, yeah. Yeah, that really tripped me out. So I really appreciate that. Thanks for being so open. Cool, thanks. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah, bye. All right, stay cool. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of the secret podcast of all ages. <laughs> you guys stay cool and mysterious.